Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Next in Time podcast. I'm your host, Esti Tangarala, and today's guest is going to be Hui Huang. She's the founder of SparkOne. She founded SparkOne in 2018 and is on a mission to empower individuals, groups, and firms to adapt, to learn, and to dream and build the future. It's, it is what I call a collaborative tool and is looking to make that impact in the future in the world of mobile-first collaboration. So it's like looking to challenge the status quo, reimagine everything and like in terms of how social collaboration and also how business can be run together. So Hui, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Esti. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. Hope you have a hope you're having a great day today. I heard the weather in Phoenix, especially where you live, is like what, 100 plus degrees? Oh, absolutely. This this is just like a, a, I call that assimilation on Mars because I literally like came here like for probably like uh, 15 years ago and I was like, wait a second, are we really on Mars and living on Mars? Uh, so I think right. I have a better experience than others if we really migrate to Mars in the future. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I feel like when you come to feet, when you ever, whenever you go to Arizona, you're just trying to get the hang of that, that that arid weather, that dry, hot, arid weather that you don't really expect in other parts of the country. So let's see. Absolutely. I think I think this extreme weather, uh, also the living style here. Um, I mean, the longer you live here, you can definitely appreciate nature. Yeah. You see those desert, you know, um, uh, natures, you know, how they survive. And actually, we're like uh, growing more greens here. So uh, I see the economics boom over here as well. And then within two hours, you can actually go to a very cool forest. And then during the winter, um, my family actually love to like to have a ski, which is also like two hours trip, you know, six yeah. hour trip to, you know, uh, California. Uh, so, so it's actually not bad. And I will yeah. highly recommend other people to come over here and then say hello. <laughs> Just remember, if it weren't for air conditioning, uh, Arizona wouldn't, been, wouldn't have been the state it is today. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I, we appreciate it. All of the, you know, electronics, you know, uh, inventions here. <laughs> All right, cool. So let me get started with, um, let's get to know more about you, Hui. So you, I saw, I saw on your profile that you're originally from China, but then you moved here like early in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. So like, tell me more about your background. Like what made you, what made you like um, decide to leave China and come to the U.S.? Oh, wow. That was really long time ago, but love to share. Um, I, I, um, I graduated from a computer science bachelor in China. So basically, um, I pick up, my career, uh, pick up my major, right? Like when you graduate from high school and then you start to like select the major, which one, right? At that time, you know, um, you just saw there's, a, there's some interesting thing coming called PC, right? Like personal <laughs> computer. Um, so I actually developed a very early uh, interest to this personal computer, like since when I was like the first year of the high school, uh, it, it, it is quite rare because in the most of the, you know, uh, schools at that time, you don't have the luxury, right, to develop the actual curriculum. Um, and then it, the reason I have kind of get the interest is actually, you know, before the high school, when I was in the middle school, if you don't mind, I go to that rabbit hole a little bit. Okay. Okay. No worries. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was like, I was in the music honors class and then, you know, I've been like playing the piano since when I was little. Um, Cause, but you know, I kind of a dream about to become a pianist or music teacher. Right. Cause I was just like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta conquer that masterpiece. You know, I'm going to wow the audience. 
because uh, it's so like dedication of the practice, you know, to make that habit. Right. Uh, um, did you like? Did you have like a uh, favorite artist you want to emulate, like Mozart or Beethoven? Or oh anymore? yeah, I, I think that all of them. But um, but the piano is just the beginning, right? Because the, yeah. the the deeper part is really I appreciate how music actually um, has this sophistication I call, which is it has the skills part, it has this uh, storytelling part. Um, it only has the five lines, right? You have five lines and you have notes. And right. it's up to you to kind of compose on that. I feel really fascinating about there are some kinds of the beauty in this music theory. I mean, also on the, you know, the, the, the productions of the final results, right? Right. Uh, so anyway, um, that was like deeply part of me when I was young. And I, um, so I told my mom, I want to do that. And my mom said that, are you serious? You, you probably, we cannot afford you to buy the piano. And then even like you, you, you will become very successful. Uh, probably the, the job salary, you know, it's it just like not bright career, right? Uh, probably this doesn't make any big deal for like Western kids. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I mean, like, he, a, like a lot of people here in the, especially in the Chinese, like a lot of families here in the yeah. US, especially of Chinese heritage, they yeah. definitely like want their kids to pursue music. And yeah. I, I mean, Right. I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be. That like is fully... not actually not my mom and my dad. Both my mom and dad have elementary kinds of a degree. Yeah. Okay. So think about that earlier, right? Yeah. Uh, they don't. Uh, my my uh, my da my dad is a car mechanic, and my mom yeah. is uh, um my mom is actually pretty cool. I yeah. I like her a lot. She's actually the ping pong champion in oh. her like small town okay Wait, really i play ping pong myself oh really <laughs> so I, we I should play. be we should like have a competition sometime you know have fun <laughs> uh but anyway uh both both of them have kind of like this uh individual player right yeah. like my car likes to fix the stuff my mom likes to join all kinds of tournaments you know just like kind of like get exercise um can you imagine that i i'm i, I was a choir kid but i love music so i found right. that the you know that is my outlet Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, because of this, uh, you know, financial limitation or whatever that reason, I have to say goodbye to that dream. Okay. Uh, so I, it really a meltdown for me because it, can you imagine that the first salary when I get hired in the U.S. and then the first paycheck when I got it and what is the first things I bought? Like you bought music. <laughs> I bought piano, right? <laughs> so I pursued my like boyfriend at the time. I said, you know what? I'm gonna buy the, a piano this time, but using my money because it's such a like a, a, a dream. Like it's a I cherished think. moment for you that you were, you were able to buy that absolutely like, that piano. <laughs> yes, I want to own that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so but but back to the back to the story. There is you know um, after you know say goodbye to that dream. I always feel like I there's something missing in me until that PC, uh, you know, that, that, that personal computer or something in front of me. And I got a super curious about what, what, what exactly that stuff. And then, and then looking back, I realized that there is a, something in common. That is, it also has something called keyboard. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So that was the bizarre reason I, I fall in love about programming because from my, from my, brain to my hands and I can code and then my code will tell me you'll suck because it didn't work right uh, 
So such a quick feedback loop, and then also the desire to try to create something that is a, uh, I consider as a beautiful piece. I mean, probably most programmers or developers may not think about that way, but when I express my logic um, in the components, writing the codes, I feel like there is a beauty inside of that. So right. that's probably the women engineers, you know, um, I encourage women engineers to find the creativity and in expressing logic, reasoning, now how things should work. Um, so that's fantastic um, toy for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, and, and throughout your career so far, you've been working in the uh, technology space, like especially on the program, like uh, we call architectural side of things or like systems yeah, engineering? developers and then move on to the system architecture and then team lead, right? Those kinds of the different decisions uh, right. for the whole software development. Like, are you still in the field right now or are you still? Uh... Absolutely. Uh, I, I also like find out some time to like develop some pet project, you know, re kind of a freshing, you know, what technology that really attract me. Although I may like build some long thing, uh, a big thing, because I do want to partner with other developers. So uh, try to maximize my time, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I love to hang out with developers, um, designers. Right. And then, uh, of course, I'm on, on my journey about my entrepreneurship. Uh, so now I have to develop a, a new kind of a relationship or networking, which is the people who are good at it. That is to <laughs> building a business. Right, right. Yeah, because what you're trying to do is just build an overall business with where you can just like what do you call outsource the work to other people. Is that, what, is that right? Or is it something completely different? Or uh, I think. Uh, you're talking about Sparkland, right? The product? No, 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 no not, not yet. I'm not not I'm yet. About, okay. Not, yeah. Just in general? In general, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in general, I always asking um, what the skills I already built, right? What the expertise I already have, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I deal with a lot of information systems. So basically, I have a, um, I have a special kind of a architectural view or system thinking that is to looking at a complex system. So right. I love I love anything that is complex, that is dynamic, that is unknown, that is all, not all the puzzles are figured out and they're in a silo mode. Whether, whether that was in the supply chain logistic industry, which is kind of how I developed my interest in that kind of a complex you know, industry, uh, or maybe I helped the like one time, you know, healthcare industry, right? They have the similar kind of a multi-partners or multi-parties, you know, ecosystems. And then they have challenges about trying to make sense out of the, you know, information system. And then not just achieve automation, but also in achieve some kinds of, I call that rapid decision-making through right. the intelligence. Uh, so those are things always that like, fascinate me is how we can, um, how we can stitch the right information and in, in the right pipelines and actually deliver something that is useful to the right decision makers, whether that is the, uh, the field level, whether that is a strategic level, uh, uh, and then different people can harmony co collaborate together, right? So this yeah. is like, a, again, back to the music. Everything is being sorry. Yeah, everything is being interlinked together. It's like okay, Correct. you started from music, then you then you found a computer. You wanted to do keyboards. Now you want to yeah yeah play with that. Play, play with everything. I think that's why I, I, call, I really want to play with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the so the this exploration, um, like a kid, you know, or serious play, whatever people want to call it, is always part of the me. Uh, so that's why 
I always asking myself, what, what are the new angles I can look at the today? What are the dots I can connect, right? What are the assumptions I can shake it? Right. And how do I go back to the first principles? Maybe I can reimagine a whole new world. So those are typical, um, you know, innovative thinking mental models people can play with that. And yeah. then whether it's a small scale, like a problem domains you like you are facing, or whether you like zoom out a little bit and look at the whole kinds of a macro level, uh, we, we all we all like participating in this kind of a collective minds, even even when we not realize that. But that's what I see. So yeah, that's some very substantive information that could be highly beneficial to people out there who are trying to make a future of themselves or future trying to create a new future of the world in yeah. general. But yeah, I see. But yeah, let's segue into uh, Spark One because I think because that's the reason why we wanted to have this podcast together was to talk about your uh, your vision of what you're trying to do in terms of building that collaboration space. Is that right yeah. about Spark One? Um, yeah. Just tell, tell us more about yeah. Tell us more about how you founded Spark One and what it's all about. Absolutely. Uh, so let me give you the one sentence headline so that we can all kind of grasp it, right? Uh, basically, Sparklands helps anyone to capture Spark moments, yeah. meet Spark friends, and develop Spark projects together. So, so like, uh, kind of, yeah, I was just going to say Sparkland or it's like Sparkland. I was just trying to figure out which one's which. Yeah, Sparkland. And then yeah. the community name is called Sparkland. Okay. okay. The, the product name or platform is called Sparkland because we all, we, we all want to have our own space, right? Right. Uh, so that is the product name we're coming up with. Uh, so let me share uh, a little bit like the journey. How does this you know, really hit Hui and then why Hui actually passionate about this, right? Yeah. Is that what's your question? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just want to know what made you decide to start what? this, like out of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the Spark One combo was the, a very simple thought, or I, I consider it a single thought, right? Is I appreciate everyone has Spark moments. So they're right. like the there's a fire like emotion, right? Like a flash moments, and then you are the one kind of the first experience in your brain, and then you just like hype about it. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just say that way, okay? And then you 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 start to ask yourself, right? Like, and then you try to express it. Maybe you express it by like uh, come up with a question, like I call it a question style, right? Yeah. Or sometimes you come up with imagine style. Sometimes you like argue with the people, like it's argument style, right? Or yeah. maybe sometimes right. you have this a uh, meme style. So right. it's like it's like you're trying to designate a certain community for a certain style, right? Is that what you're trying to no, do? No, let's slow down a little bit. Okay. I'm trying to give you the the breath, you know, and then yeah. later on you will connect the dots. Okay. Yeah, because okay. Because yeah. um because I have to go very deep rabbit hole. Because yeah. can you imagine that? You know, why I I can consider myself as a spark researcher, right? I really like study why people have sparks. Just right. think about that way. Okay. Um so so because of the because I have this uh, uh, empathy, let's call that I have an empathy for people who have spark moments. Okay, yeah. and then second one is I study a quote unquote study is to look at how different people have different styles of the sparks. Okay, yeah. and then and then I go deep a little bit. I say, wait a second, where they typically come up with that special moments, right? Is that is that why you're taking shower or is that why you're having a coffee shop or when you have like a frustration talk with your boss? Right. And then you come back, say, hey, I'm going to write something out. Right. 
<laughs> uh, so there's a different like uh, 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 maybe the environment setting that could influence right people having more sparks okay right. uh, but at the end of the so day what, yeah could you I'm just I was trying to understand like what does it mean by spark okay spark just think about you have to understand the moment first yeah right so that means you have a moment and then you have to express your moment into something else right right and then you call that process called spark process whatever okay um, yeah. So I, I kind of a kind of a slowly walk you through. You have to say there is a subject called human, and this subject human in certain kind of environment for whatever that reason context we have no idea. But suddenly he has the brain kind of a lightning moment, right? And it's only happening in him or her. Right. And now he's going to say, "Hey, how do I capture that moment?" Right. So right. when we talk about capture that moment, and we said that, and then you may say that why need to capture that moment? So I have to describe it. How does the moment differentiate the moment on Instagram? How does the moment differentiate on LinkedIn or Twitter, right? Because right, we right. can capture all the moments. Uh, so you can think about it is, is, is a thought that is lead to a curiosity, spark the curiosity. It's a thought that leads to your reflection. It's a thought that leads to what can be possible, okay? okay. Uh, so we consider it as a spark moments. And then you can, you can think about it as a, a moment that is a fewer something else. But it's pre-idea. Does that make sense? If we're really so, like giving the semantics about what is this, I would say it's not the idea. I'm sorry. It's just the pre-idea. It's a trigger. It's a whatever that moment. So this is just name it as a moment. So this is more like, okay, when you get an idea that you're trying to pursue something, like this idea that comes about, let's say I want to create a, a create a menu item or you, like you just you just observe something, right? For example, you could observe something. You could yeah. like say, hey, you know, when I in like sitting my computer, you know, suddenly my thoughts like have the I call this, you know, deep frustration. Right. You may have some deep frustration because certain tools like really not working, or maybe whatever the reason, right? And then suddenly you you say that, yeah, what if I can do this? Right. And then we'll say, Oh, I saw somebody like post something on Twitter. Interesting. What if I can do that? Or, oh, maybe I should go a little bit rabbit hole research about it. Does that make sense? So it's, it's a something that could be curious. It's a something that could be reflective. Yeah. It's something can be creative. But it's, it's something we cannot pin this as an idea. It's, a, it's right. a something can lead to an idea, right? right. Now, that's the spark moment. Okay. okay. It took me uh, a almost four years trying to describe this <laughs> to everyone. I, I mean, yeah, because you're trying to make this very different compared to, let's say, a different collaborative platform in a way, right? Because, right. so, you know, you've yes. seen a lot of collaborative platforms that have, that are, that are very conventional. Yes, or very, uh, exactly. Or they, very, call that, they call they, that notes, right? They call that posts. So they yeah. call whatever things. So you're just trying to redefine like a brand, the, redefining the, I won't say the brand, but let's just say the name of what you what what thought, thoughts and ideas you have calling it spark in a way right no i want to help people recognize that first right yeah it's like oh yeah, i have it's, it's like when you get your eureka moment of an idea yes, then it just exactly want... exactly that's another word to say that eureka moment yes yeah so so the here here is is it may not have a brand yet right because brand is happening in a in a market whatever but i just wanted to just very genuine and empathy on something I discovered called spark moments. Yeah. And whether and, and I have to like influence you to believe in that there is a moment like that. <laughs> right? Because right. you may you may not name it yet. 
because but but I'm the I'm the one say I'm gonna label this as a spark moment, and then you will say, oh, maybe I should pay attention to that moment next time, and then you start to develop a spark habit. Okay, so when you're let's just say you had an idea and you right. need someone to, to discuss with, this is where the platform is all about bringing all these people in together. And let's right. say if they have an idea of I want to do this or I want to let's say drive to New York. Then right. you just find that community of people say, hey, can we go to New York or something? Is that was that what you're trying to? Right. I mean, that was like my uh, four years ago, this kind of a utopia, right? Highway, because <laughs> what you describe it is was my four years, like say, imagine, you know, that that can like, there's a, there's like a route can be automatically figured out. We just need to figure out the right person on the bus and then we go, right? Right. Uh, but after four years and now I would consider this is a probably, this is a utopia, right? But so what exactly we help people to kind of uh, still uh, uh, catalyze it, you know, or moving into the direction so that people will start to, you know, meet their spark friends, right? right. Uh, because when you describe it, sounds like very, uh, very like uh, optimal, optimal way. But we, in reality, we as a founders, we always know that it's, it's just a rough journey and it's a tough journey. And sometimes we have to laugh at our, our sparks sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let me talk about the second thing that is how we have some ideas that is meet spark friends. Right. Okay. okay. So uh, again, all of the things are based on my personal experience and I keep shaping the vision. Now we talk about vision, right? Yeah, because uh, this is the, the, the I, I kind of know the, yeah, we kind was... of know the North Star, right? The yeah. mission. When we say mission vision, here's the things is for visionary founders, that is you absolutely kind of a paint out something called impossible mission. Let's just say that way, it's impossible, right? So when something that is impossible and then you have to kind of a, you know, do all kinds of a dances to make that impossible happen because otherwise how other people will believe that, right? <laughs> uh, so. So that means, uh, let me tell you my uh, current thoughts about how we make Spark friends. Yeah. Okay, okay go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, what would you say that... Um, yeah. Okay. How, Here, yeah, how would you define it? That's what my question would exactly. be. Exactly, how we define it, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so based on some my personal experience, you know, I've been joining some, you know, different communities and I observe, I contribute. And at the end of the day, I realized that there is something called trust right? There's something called give, okay? Uh, so that means in order to find the right people to become your spark friends, and then we have to define that, what the spark friends look like, what they do, because we're using very general term called friends, right? Did you get yeah. the feedback from your family friends? Of course. And then are, are they the ones supporting you when you are like having like, you know, uh, difficulty time? Of course. Do you consider them as a spark friends? Uh, let's have some debates, Okay. Um, so here, here's what I have experiment, and then potentially we will make that product journey that happens on the Sparkland. So hopefully yeah. we will generate some kinds of a, a true connection. Right? Yeah. What you're, so what you're trying yes. to do is redefine the connection space using Sparkland. Exactly. And then exactly. just be able to now redefine like the way, because, you know, you've seen, a, there are a lot of, there are a lot of platforms out there. Every platform that I've come across, it's always say, I want to foster community and want to do this. Correct. Or, want to do that but why how are you setting yourself apart from those guys because there's a lot there's like millions of products out there that 
really yes. just focused on community and community building because you see like places yes. like slack clubhouse right, right, or right, right. exactly like what are you trying to do that's different from okay. them so it comes to the main reason people come to the sparkland and how we serve each other right yeah. so think about you have a spark you come to sparkland and then you may use the tool to develop your personal kinds of a you know like idea development right yeah. you do your research blah 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 and at a certain point, you realize that, you know, it will be better to meet someone so I can at least bounce, like share what I have. And then they give you some feedback. Okay. So this has been considered like a feedback domain, right? And then we start to ask ourselves, and then you, you, you probably already heard some coach talk about, oh, don't ask the feedback from your mom because they, he, she will probably always like, like your idea, right? <laughs> and then, you, then we end up having some like uh, trying to gain some validation or like hopefully get some momentum because you know we need to have this motivation going on, right? Uh, so I actually uh, have gone through those journey and I fail, I have fear, okay, I have fear. I met with people who give me like positive things, say, wait, this is awesome, you know, we will like it. And I have to learn like some hard lesson, you know, how to actually get feedback, okay? Um, so so what, type of, what type of feedback have you been getting with the platform? Okay, um, I can share that a little bit, but let me classify a little bit. There are three types of feedbacks I have found. That yep. means every sparker, I call every sparker, um, <laughs> may need that support, okay? Um, so think about this way is, um, imagine you are creating something that potentially you will meet your OG users. Let's just call that, right? Your alpha users, your beta users, or maybe your customer who are willing to buy, okay? So the question is, is how do you uh, how do you find the one that someone is genuinely either act as a customers or they're true customers, right? Because you want to get right. feedback. Right. Okay? You want to get that. You want to get that right. You want. You just want to get the right feedback. Otherwise, right waste feedback. the both yeah. of time. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the question here is, um, is that possibility we can make the matchmaking or maybe suggest that? Uh, here are the people, you know, who are signing up or raise their hand, say, hey, I have used the similar product, but I could be your OG users, right? right. So, so, so that means um, if we can provide certain kind of the product user journey allows the people to easily sign up or like raise their hand. Uh, like today, you saw that people may comment below on Twitter or maybe comment below on LinkedIn, right? Because yeah. why we comment? Because that's the only method we crowdsource comments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the only way where people interact right. with one another is through a comment Right, section. exactly. So uh, imagine what... we can give a, a different product journey that is explicitly say, hey, I'm a Sparker. I'm looking for OG users who have experience in the, this, and I want to have a conversation. You, so, could, you could reward them, right? So you can say, hey, I want to find those potential users, and you could reward them. So that's like, one, type, does, of the, like, one type of the feedback. Yeah, how does that work? So let's say, for example, uh, you're we both are sparkers in this platform right yes. now. And then let's say I meet you for the first time. Let's say I have an idea of you know right. reinventing the computer, and then you'd say my okay. Feed so okay. how how does that feedback okay? So so we 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 come up with the we come up with this uh, a space we call hub, right? So uh -huh. we 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 have a three types of the hub. We call fly solo hub, which is you can do by your own. And then you have this a collective hubs, which is one type called circle up hub, okay? So basically what you do is actually you create your circle, right? You have to create your circle, 
get the whatever the potential users join your circle. Like you have to know your own people if you want to get them on the platform. Yes, exactly. Because no matter that, what, no matter what, you're gonna have to in you. You have to kind of uh, either figure out outside of the sparklet, right, or figure out inside of the sparklet. But the key things here is now you have a space. Now you have a you know you know hey I I'm here I'm doing this specific focus group. Oh, I'm doing this. You know, I'm looking for. I'm 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 showing showing showcase right. I'm showcase. This is what I'm going. And you start to get people interest, and then you start to crowdsource, right? Right. Um, so, so that is the that is the one type of the way is you as an initiator, we call host. You can actually set up the circle, and then you can use the circle for that purpose, right? To engage with your users. And then, by the way, isn't that all the innovative company have done that already? Like they are like having community, they have co-creation, you know, and they invite their like uh, better users to like play with that, right? And then, yeah, uh, I think I would say this is a um, interesting way of really just trying to bring your own community together. Because there's like, you know, if you ever seen how Clubhouse works, is mm-hmm. you just try to invite people in, and it just becomes massive, and then you just don't know how to control it. That, like, do you make do you find a way where you try to control your Group, you know, the group that you try to set up on your platform. Um, now you are talking about more founders' the strategy. <laughs> User yeah, strategy. I mean, we you know we can always uh, we can yeah, always we, uh, we can we can save that topic later. Okay. Yeah. So, assuming you trust me, this is a a one feature or place you can do that. Yeah, that's so, that's that's the one thing I like to do with a lot of founders okay. is like gauge them deeper, like gauge more yeah, deeper please, into the please. product. Right. Exactly. But, so, so now I tell you the one type of the group, right, for feedback. Right. And then there's another type of group for feedback, which is really the expert review. Yeah. So that means uh, often you meet with someone, someone may be a fake guru, or maybe like they, they, they never done that, right? Because I have to really go to the people like who are the founders before and really like kind of, a, you know, pick their brands to say, hey, I have some tough decisions. How, how do you make that tough decisions, right? Yeah. Uh, so you can imagine that is there's, this is a different kinds of the circles, right? Yeah. Uh, so so that means uh, we give you the tools and you create your circles in whatever that dimension you want to create it. Yeah. Okay. And then the goal here is you own your audience. We are not own your audience. You own your community. You own your audience. But we enable you. There's a space you can kind of uh, interact each other. And then using our product feature to simplify kinds of engagement, right? Because yeah. right now you and me are on different like a public social media. There's so there's so like so many noises, right? Like you have to like sort through. And then hopefully I found some certain kinds of a fo- people I follow. But again, I always want to d- develop deep relationship with them, right? right? But they're not open the gate for us because there's too many people like following them, right? But imagine yeah. there will be some kind of emerging founders, aspiring founders so, at their so. very early stage. And you said that, hey, I, I'm your OG fans, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> you want to learn from you can, them. You can, you can just like uh, build, you can just build your initial p- initial fan base of your product. Like, why you say, hey, this is my, this is my product. Do you want to come? Yes. And do you want to? Yes like this like this uh, product itself let us know what you think and everything i think i now yes. get the, what you're i think i now get what you're trying to say with Did, how you can you can you imagine that everyone can be a creator in the future that is the that is the world's dynamics are changing right now yeah right? the world is definitely changing i mean now in right. the old days it was like in, i think in two generations ago it was just 
everyone no, work, exactly. work work a very mechanical job but now as people exactly. there's more and more creatives coming out of the woodwork and then there is a future where there is going to be more creative jobs than there are actual uh, real yes. real real manual labor jobs primarily because ai could be taking over your jobs they uh, can can take over the jobs exactly yeah, and no, what do you do yeah right it, it could so, be i mean I'm, i don't i just don't want to generalize i just so don't want he, to he, here's my here's what i this is a deep thought okay yeah because i've been in the data domain you know uh whatever that information for like computer science for 20 years i saw i saw this uh you know massive you know data data you know manipulation going on right yeah. and i started asking myself should i become a builder make that you know empire even stronger or should i you know, figure out the other side, you know, help all of the creators succeed, right? Yeah. Uh, so actually the Spark One name come from uh, uh, a John William, you know, Star Wars track, com com uh, you know, this orchestra piece called The Spark. So if you go to the YouTube, search The Spark, and then hear that, you know, it has like uh, connect the dots, right? Like, you know, what, what influenced me so hard is I, I asked myself, you know, um, what kinds of the skills I want to develop for myself in the future? Yeah, I definitely want to shift to go develop myself is creativity. All right, so, cool. Yeah, yeah, if that's the case, I I will I would teach my kids to do that. I will inspire others to do that. I will figure out the tools to allow those the creators thrive. And I don't know how many to thrive, right? Even I cannot survive at this moment, you know. But we figure out all together. Uh, so that's kind of the future I see uh, where we're getting into but right. um not just me other like other people are talking about creation creator economy for a very long time yeah that's kind of what i see in a way in terms of the yeah. future but yeah. yeah i think we i think we're almost out of time in terms of how much we can, we can go we can talk for hours and hours but you know we have to set this podcast to about 20 to about 30 minutes or 30 no problem max, if you if you think yeah. about the current content's already good enough for your cut we can stop here yeah, but uh, yeah, so I just want to ask some one final piece of advice that you want to give to founders and other visionaries of the future. Right. Um, so I summarize the founder journey as rough, tough, and laugh. So you have to, <laughs> you have to anticipate uh, some rough training because the, the road is rough and you have to make tough decisions. And then um, at the end of the day, you have to laugh at yourself if you fail, okay? Like even, yeah. even like, because the emotion, you know, this roller coaster, like one day you say that, hey, I'm, 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 I'm that, you know, but the second day you say, I'm still 1%, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those are things are uh, not, uh, not to very many people uh, love to do that. But if you are a highly motivated individuals and then, then you truly ask yourself, right? You know, what is what is my life meaning? I mean, that's kind of the things I ask myself. What what I mean, I already like 40-ish. So like half of my years or like lifespan <laughs> already gone. Mm -hmm. Uh so I start to ask myself is uh, what makes what makes my life meaningful? So if you start with that kind of question, then then you start to say, hey, uh, how, how how many risks, how much risks um can I assess? And then still do that. And I'm very thankful for the my family, you know, especially my husband uh, and my kids. But but I just tell you one joke, okay? Joke. Um, 
like there's a there's a one time right i i was like i was like doesn't have an, enough energy so when when i come to the family table you know my energy was so low you know i start to like nagging things you know and then and then my 10 years old daughter emily she just said that one thing and just make me laugh okay she, she said that uh-oh the spark one founder lacks of the spark now <laughs> she, right? she's she's very good at the puns in a way yes exactly so once she said that way it just like re kind of ignite me you say no i can prove myself right uh, even it is a joke uh, so yeah. the key things here is to figure out always figure out how to survive the surviving game is not fun at all so yeah. i have to figure out how to make independent consulting in order to fund this and this is a this is a product i um i had put in a lot of my personal money and energy on that uh it may fail here's the things i say to myself right i said that um define my define this worthness like worthness right because everybody has a is that worth or not worth yeah so you, you have to come up with worthness and then the sacrificing risks i literally changed my lifestyle you know because of go on this journey i gain more like white hairs now <laughs> you know it takes uh, uh, it's all about just you know it's not about just simply how much it's all about paying the price but in the end you'll get something out of it that's the right, whole purpose right. so you of you you have to reconcile that and then and then sometime um sometime because of the here's the thing because of the unknown so here's the three things i try to summarize for founder is uh, learn how to deal with unknown that yeah. means you would guarantee never know 100 you know and if there's a 60 percent where you can outsource you know trust someone to do other decision did you want to do it or not or did you want to overthink or having doubts or make actions right like those are choices for you so you have to learn you know how to cope with unknown the second one is really to make tough decisions I, I cannot imagine that how many tough decisions I, I, I have like fear, huge fear that I have those nights I couldn't sleep sometime. And then I have to like, you know, really like, you know, looking for help or maybe like someone who has gone through that, you know, gives you some information, advice, and then, and I hope you go through that, right? And still make tough decisions, right? And the third one is really to um, ask yourself, you know, to be adaptable because the sometimes mission impossible. So the question is, you love your mission, we get it, but you have to be practical on the road. Yeah. Right? Like, where are you on the road? You have to like, how do you measure that? Um, it's not about, uh, so So I basically gains a little bit like heart skin, whatever you want to call it. It's basically um, skin, you're putting your skin in the game and yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, yeah, we all want to have a great return, but if never work out, are you still a happy person? I, I mean, my friend, here's my good friend always, there's one really good friend, okay? He said mm -hmm. that way and totally changed my mindset. He said, wait, think about this way. You are bigger than the startup. You yeah. just put that mindset to me, right? And once I start to think about it, I say, that's right. I'm bigger than the startup. Even if I fail, I can do another project. What the heck, right? I'm still me, okay? So once you reconcile that, you start to uh, detach a little bit about your idea, right? And then treat that as a really like methodical way or some, I mean, it's hard, but you still have a, you know, personal, you know, uh, attachment on that. But hopefully you, you, you want that, you know, succeed and you can move on to a next uh, exciting journey. 
So All that's right. kind of what I tell myself and tell others. All right, cool, Hui. Yeah, thank you again for giving a lot of information about what, you, what your background, your your startup, and your vision. But yeah, I think we should we could have another podcast sooner in about a couple <laughs> months or so, and then just say, hey, let's have a, let's let's see how your how how much progress you made or something like that. But yeah, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to come on next in time, and yeah, looking forward to seeing how your successful will will pan out. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, ST, for inviting me. I hope everyone gonna love your podcast because this is really a great conversation, you know, to invite the innovators to discuss.